stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, Mama, hey. Hey, Mama, hey. How are you? I am well. How are you? I, I'm doing well. If this is your first time listening, I'm your host, Kendra. And I'm your host, Devin. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Welcome. So we have a guest today, and this guest is very special to me. Uh, because we went to high school together and we stay in contact with each other via social media. I haven't seen her in years, but I feel like I know what's going on in her life because we do follow each other on social media and talk that way. And let me tell you about Miss Ashley Elaine, okay? <laughs> I mean, so accomplished and it's so beautiful to see her living out her dreams out loud and her transparency. Like she's been through some things, right? As we all have been, but she's very, been very transparent and she's actually changed... Uh, um, excuse me, not change, but allows her pain to be purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So she's been very purposeful um, with her journey with mamahood and what she does for a living. And we'll talk about that. And we'll allow her to talk about that as well. But just to give you some high level points, she's a, a child's yoga instructor. Right now she's over in Cambodia <laughs> doing some work. Um, just like really living out her dreams. Um, she's an author. She's a podcast host, uh, where she saves space for other people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so she is really doing the damn thing. Yeah. Okay. Advocate. Yeah. Advocate <laughs> everything. So Ashley, welcome to the show. <laughs> we are so Ashley. happy to have you and really have this conversation with you. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So look, you, your bio was very thorough. Okay. And I don't feel like I did you justice. Okay. So if there's anything you want to tell listeners, please, please feel free to do so. Uh so the bio is always like hard to write because it's like, okay, what do people need to know? Like right. what's mm -hmm. important, right? Um, I think the overall goal of just who I am is to let people know that they're in a safe and sacred space to be them and mm -hmm. to heal and to find their purpose and really transmute their own pain into something just beautiful, right? Really live mm -hmm. out their dreams. So yeah, I'm a 500 hour um, experienced yoga teacher. And I, sometimes in my head, I'm like, plus, because there's so many <laughs> yeah. different things added to that. I've worked in the children and family um, care system since since working at the Boys and Girls Club in Orlando, girls. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. more about Boys and Girls Club after this call. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just somewhere in there, like, I just like things with the kids that I was working with started triggering me and then started my own healing journey. Mm -hmm. um, I'm an author. I have two books out now. One mm -hmm. is a 31 day miscarriage holding space journal for women and families who have experienced miscarriage and pregnancy loss. And um, right now I have out, but won't be available on Barnes and Nobles until October. It's available on Amazon is my new book, Married to Trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, there's my story that I do. It was very fun writing this. And then I created a workbook component for other people to start looking at their own marriage to their trauma and mm -hmm. what that healing journey looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like Devin said, I'm out here in Cambodia, living my best life, <laughs> healing and, you know, giving back to other people through yoga. So I don't think I did myself just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to be here. So thank you, ladies. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for joining here. us. So can you briefly tell us about your journey to mamahood? Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I remember sitting with my dad. We were getting breakfast and we were talking about like just life. And I was like, yeah, I don't want kids. I want to move to California and like live this glamorous life. 
couple years later, I met my son, my son's father, and then I got pregnant. I was like, oop. And my dad was like, I thought you didn't want any kids. I was like, well, you know, God does what he wants to. <laughs> but it That's was the best decision ever. Like, if I could, if I could talk about an experience that um where God really turned our our beauty into beauty from ashes, it's mm -hmm definitely that part like my son is 10 years old mamahood was a struggle in the mm -hmm. beginning because it was just me and him um grateful for my grandmother because she's definitely like the rock like she Brian. didn't kick me out and say you got to figure this out on your own she was like listen take your time when it's time for you to get back to work he can stay with me whatever that looks like so wow. um my son is is he's 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 what has also been a part of my healing journey um because i i didn't know how to love myself and there's something special about um boys right where they just like want to be with mama all the time they want to you know boss other people around and be like listen she doesn't belong to you right, <laughs> right? there's 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 and I'm sure you ladies can account for it too and like any of the other moms like there's just a different kind of love when it comes to your child that mm -hmm. makes you like connected to yourself in a different way yeah um and he was that for me and like it like whatever it was that he needed like there were points where I just wasn't working and it was like okay like I just need to show up for him whatever mm -hmm. his thing is right now behaviors in school after school activity whatever it was I wanted to be fully present for that I wanted to make sure that he knew that my mom did all of the things we went everywhere she let me try this that and the third right mm -hmm. I'm never telling him like oh you should just do this right right so wait our conversation I was like well what do you enjoy what do you like to do what do you see yourself doing right so even like me being here in Cambodia the way I was able to like sell him on allowing air quotes me to go <laughs> at Japan was like a four-hour flight from here mm -hmm. and all he's talked about is wanting to go to Japan he knows he wants to get married to a, a Japanese lady oh, and oh do wow and Pokemon right so it's like even in this space I'm still thinking about him and his right. dreams and his goals right and making sure that everything I do is to show him that you don't have to live a life according to other people's ex expectations for you you can live the life that you see for yourself wherever mm -hmm. that is for you so yeah motherhood is it's a little ghetto but it's mm -hmm. <laughs> a it's, lot of ghetto. It's a beautiful thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of ghetto. <laughs> so, Ashley, um, when we started the call, we talked about how you are immersed in yoga. Like, that is your passion. Um, yeah. How did you discover this love for yoga? Um, I've always I've been always an athlete. athlete. I played basketball, middle school and high school. Um, um, I ran... Uh, 5Ks, half marathons. I like, like there was body work was never foreign to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I was actually like taking my son to therapy because he was having some behavioral challenges. And the therapist said to me, well, let's, let's get to know mom. And I'm like, sis, I'm trying to still figure out who I am. <laughs> and my son never went back. And me and my therapist started like working through some stuff and the relationship I was in at the time just was off to me. And like, we like started unpacking a lot of like childhood sexual trauma and all these other things from my past that my body had like was held on to, right? I had suppressed them, but mm -hmm. my body had held on to them and it, a lot of it was starting to surface. And so my therapist was like, you know, have you ever done yoga? And I felt something like leap in my mm -hmm. spirit. And I was like, mm. I was like, I do yoga lotties. Does that count? She was like, <laughs> no. She was like, I know a yoga teacher who is linking the 12 steps with the energy center work. She was like, it's all trauma informed. She was like, you should go. It's donation based. So I started going my second time 
going to yoga. Like this is the first time I've ever done yoga. My second class, I'm laying in um, Balasana, which is child pose and just started crying. And I was like, okay, after class, like I always kept a journal with me, keep that same practice. Like I always keep a journal with me when I practice or when I teach. And after that, I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm curious to keep finding out. And I just kept going, even if I wasn't sure of what was happening, what was releasing, what was shifting, what was changing. I just wanted to keep going and see what would happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did that, talked to the teacher and just told her, you know, I was starting to now have like these creative ideas and thinking about the kids that I was working with and a lot of like their trauma. And I'm like, if I'm... At the time, I was like, if I'm 30 years old and this is what I'm feeling now, I can't imagine what a 16-year-old is feeling mm -hmm. that has just experienced rape or experienced physical abuse or experienced life in the foster care system. So my brain, like, and now, like, my creative juices are going and she let me register for, like, a program that she had to learn more about the energy centers and linking them to yoga and all of that. And I created a program that I wanted to outsource yoga teachers with. Long story short, the, the yoga studio that I was interested in having, like, partnership with, they ended up offering me a full scholarship to get my... 200 hour yoga teacher training. They were like, well, why don't you just do that? We start a new cycle this January. And I was like, okay. So it just, and it just kept going from there. Like I just kept falling so deeply in love with what it was showing me about me mm -hmm. and what it was allowing me to experience within my own body and reconnecting me to myself, like building deeper awareness, deeper love for myself. So yeah, it just it just kept going from there. And now look at you in Cambodia. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so when I think of yoga, I think of mindfulness and releasing stress, those type of things. So as someone who's active and doing yoga every day and teaching others, how mm -hmm. has yoga been beneficial for you when you in motherhood and facing challenges within motherhood and just on on the daily, like daily life struggles? Like how has it helped you? Yeah, so the biggest thing is like being able to like connect with my breath, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's like less about the postures, less about the poses, less about the flow, all of those things, all of those things, right? Um, mm -hmm. I can count back to like times of like frustration dealing with schools with my son and dealing with his behaviors and trying to understand why he couldn't just behave with air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. And those were the moments where it was like, Ashley, just come back to your breath, mm -hmm. right? Just just come back to your breath, right? Um, I think yoga becomes a space that is hard for people to tap into and understand because of what we see on social media, right? It's the poses, it's all mm -hmm. the headstands, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. all these extra things that actually really do not matter, right? right. The, like even ancient um, uh, asana teachers and gurus tell you that the most advanced posture in yoga is stillness is to sit in the most comfortable seated position the most comfortable seated posture right and be still a lot mm -hmm. of people can't do that mm -hmm. right a lot of teachers that you see that are like doing all these flips and tricks and shows and headstands right they can't sit still and just focus on their breath, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the very first thing I, I really wanted to learn for myself or needed to learn for myself is to learn how to sit still, right? Because when we sit still, that means we have to be with ourselves. And a lot of people are afraid to be with themselves because it's mm -hmm. going to show them their, their, their selves, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like that is that has helped me a lot through motherhood. Um, also because my son sees me doing it. Right. Those mornings when I get up and I get to my yoga mat and sometimes I may not move, I might literally just sit there and be still. Right. Mm -hmm. 
He wakes mm-hmm. up, he sees me, he comes and sits right on my lap. And we sit there and we just breathe together, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's mornings where he's like, I'm not doing that. And it's like, cool, I'll do it for us, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Child, right? So yeah, it's it's always, it's really, can you be still and come back to your breath, right? Focusing on your breath, bring your attention to the center of your body, mm-hmm. right? That solar plex, that, that where your, where your belly button is and just feel into your body as you breathe, right? Mm-hmm. It's drawing awareness, it's drawing focus to something. It makes your breath bigger than whatever you're, 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 you were focusing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to, I really need to get into yoga. I'm you see, like, I'm changing my posture right. just as she's talking. I'm like, <laughs> sit still. <'Cause>, <laughs> my breaths, I need my breaths to be bigger than I took life. a deep breath and all. I'm just like, <laughs> And we actually had an episode about breath work and we actually, I started incorporating that with our children, with ourselves. And even when I'm feeling stressed, I'll stop and take like a deep breath just to like regain control of my emotions. And it Mm -hmm. it really helps. Mm -hmm. It does. So now I need to just sit up straight and stay still. (laughs) Right. It's the posture. posture. Hold on. Let me me adjust real quick. Right. Right. I'm all slouched over. Um, But Ashley, I know you talked about your son. Like he may come and and join you sometimes, sit on your lap and breathe with you. Sometimes he's not interested. But have you formally invited him to your yoga space like hey come do yoga with me let me introduce you to this practice this is what yoga is have you all had that conversation oh yeah yeah like he's been to any already because i'm just mom right he comes with me wherever i go but Mm -hmm. um he's been to like any yoga studio i was teaching at he's been there with me um when he so there was a period in kindergarten where he showed his behind like <laughs> and i told the school on day one i said if y'all don't listen to me he's gonna make sure you listen to him and hmm. he was getting their attention so there was a period of time where like he wasn't in school and i had just graduated with my 200 hour and i said to him i said jez while we're home, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to mm-hmm. do yoga. You're going to learn how to connect with your breath. And you're going to learn how to how to be still within your body. You need to learn how to have a calm body so that you can have a calm mind. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know what the school is doing. I don't know when you'll be able to start working with this, this tutor lady person mm-hmm. that's supposed to be helping you. But this is what we're going to do until that happens, because I need you to learn how to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of like, and this was before I even got certified in kids yoga, right? I would just take poses that I knew would be fun for him and use those to teach him how to just feel into his body, right? So there's, um, I called it, I created a little sequence for him. <laughs> I called it the cannonball to boat, right? So it's mm-hmm. like he would put his feet up, put the soles of his feet onto the mat and grab hold of his knees and round out his back and slowly just roll back and forth onto the mat, right? So kids like to roll around, right? But this is him filling into his energy. And then when he's ready, the cannon would explode. So now he like opens up his body and like shoots his legs out coming into a boat pose. So we would just do that over and over again, right? We would do alligator pose where he lays out on his belly, brings his hands out in front of him and brings his forehead down onto his hands. He's got the giggles, so he's like laughing through it. But I'm like, I want you to just feel your belly when you breathe, touching the ground, right? Just feeling into it. That's really grounding for him to feel the body, like feel his body touching the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, yeah, like I would just do certain like little things to try and get him to like. I just want you to feel what your body feels like, mm-hmm. right? I want you to feel what your breath feels like. Of course, with like repetition, it takes time. But now there's times where like we're on FaceTime and this was when he was in kindergarten. So now fast forward to like we're on FaceTime. He's 10 years old and he's like, 
oh, mommy, can we do some yoga together? And I'm just like, absolutely. So we'll move around and he'll sit and do some breath work with me. Like, yeah. So like he's he's incorporating it now into his mm -hmm. space. Like he'll say, mommy, I just need to like do some breath work, some meditation. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I yeah, he's, yeah, he's very aware of the practice and, and what it can do for him. Yeah, kids are different. Man. Yeah, they're different from what we, we were. weren't doing. Breath work at ten. No, or yoga, or nothing. Or nothing. We just had breath. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's pivot the conversation a little bit because you are an advocate. Um, you are helping people get through trauma through yoga and things like that. And mm -hmm. you're very open about the things you've been through. And I feel like your story has really helped other people as well. Um, even your journal for mom who moms who may have experiences, uh, miscarriages, like I feel like you're very intentional when it comes to your experiences and helping others. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you've been very open about, um, your trauma and then you've also been very open about your domestic violence that you experience um so has that has yoga helped you with that and how have you navigated through life with the experiences that you've experienced um with the trauma base uh with the domestic violence did you feel like you had family support um where did you turn how did you get to where you are today mm -hmm. yeah so um where do I start? I know, I'm sorry. That was very like all over the place. Dissertation, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I believe that along the way, right, between being intentional with um, therapy, being intentional with wanting to just keep learning about myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this, my, my very last relationship, um, was like the icing on the cake for me to really understand and realize that I, I had been in multiple domestic violent relationships. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the scary part is that not all of them were physical, right? So... It, there's there was a part like where there was a part where I was just like no like I'm not a victim like we're gonna get through this I'm we're, like we're gonna be fine I'm not a victim like no but there's there's a point where it's like okay you have to you have to identify that you are a victim of something that you didn't ask for to happen that's what a victim is right if someone steals your information, right? You didn't ask them to do that. So you're like, you've been victimized in identity theft. It's the same thing, right? I think where people miss the mark is like, they stay there, right? They don't, they don't know. They, I don't want to say they don't do the work, but they don't know how to come out of that, that space, that mindset, like it now becomes an identity. Right. Um, so what yoga has done for me like on a consistent basis is allowed me to regain power right mm -hmm. regain my voice regain control of some type of narrative right that i didn't know that i lost didn't understand um regain some type of love for myself that i didn't realize i didn't have right mm -hmm. Cause like having my son that gave me a certain type of love. Right. But it was still like, I was a single mother, right. His dad was around, but it was like, we, we, we barely knew each other. Right. So it was like, I was still like holding the brunt of everything. So it's like, okay, like I just got to go into mommy mode, forget who I am, forget anything right. else. Like I'm just a mom at this point. Right. And even yeah. that can steal your identity. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we, we were not born as mothers. We're born as people. And then we gain these titles and these hats and these name tags. Right. So at some point I was like, trying to figure out, well, like, who, like, who am I outside of motherhood? Who am I outside of this? And it was a constant, like, letting everybody else tell me who I am, right? And it's like, well, 
he loves me, so I'm going to let him tell me who I am, right? And that's where the abuse comes in, right? Because we don't really have a clear understanding of who we are. We don't really like know how to love ourselves, right? So anything that we can latch on mm-hmm. that's going to give us some 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 form of love, right? And the last version of love that we've known right is gonna be what we hold on to Mm -hmm. um i'm i i believe that i needed this last and this is going to sound crazy but this is only for the mature and healed people i believe that i needed that last relationship to be what it needed to be or else it wouldn't have cat i wouldn't have been able to catapult myself into the version of myself that I am today. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I love that person, right, and want to see them win, want to see them heal, want to see them grow, I had to still figure out how much do I love myself mm-hmm. to be able to to still take on the 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 spiritual abuse the physical abuse the mental abuse the verbal abuse like all these different things right and i didn't realize how deep it was until it got to the the physical abuse i didn't realize how how like tainted it was until it got to the physical abuse and even that part was hard for me to like maneuver through and ask for help right um my grandmother is very supportive i think she knew something was up but like didn't know how to like really say it to me because there was a point where i wasn't even able to like go visit my family right like this person was like like i was like oh i want to go see my grandmother like and everybody that knows my grandmother is my best friend Mm -hmm. and this person was just like no you don't need to and i was just like well, can we like go later? You know, just trying yeah. to like figure out like, but I, I didn't, I still didn't. There was something that was just like, oh, like he wants me to his cell. You know, like yeah. we think we we don't see that there's a fine line between like protection and control. And I mm-hmm. I had to learn that. Like I'm okay. I'm I'm still kind of like trying to wrap my head around it at, in some spaces, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I think they they knew, like, my grandmother and aunt knew something was going on, but, like, didn't know how to maneuver. And then when the physical altercation happened, like, I was just like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't, just off the basis of, I don't live this life of, like, fighting. That's yeah. just not me, period, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, love and light. I'm a cupcake. I'm a jolly green giant, yeah. like. That's just not me, period. So the next morning, I like tussled. I tussled so hard because it was like, I don't want to see anything happen to this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I love this person that much to where I don't want to see them in jail. I don't want to see them homeless. I don't want to see them in any, like, I don't want to see them in any position that's not going to put them in a position to thrive. Mm-hmm. right but again i had to ask myself how much do you love yourself right right how much do you want to thrive mm-hmm. how much do you want to move forward so i remember like leaving the house because at this point i was going to go out on another mental health leave called my god mom and was just playing it off it was just like yeah no like we're fine like, I don't know, like, there's just some things that I'm, like, concerned about, da, da, da. And she was like, well, she was like, I'm proud of you for, like, always keeping your heart open to love. But, you know, you don't have to stay with anybody that you don't want to. It was like, oh, but we'll be fine. Like, this and the third hung up. She called me back. She was like, something told me to ask you if you feel safe. And I just started bawling. Just, just, just started bawling. And at this point, also, like, Cause now like, I thank God for, for healing. Cause now I can look at all of these situations, especially the icing on the cake situation as the reflector, as the observer, right. And not engage with that space again. 
Um, I can see looking back that one of the things that I I wanted so bad from the people in my life is to build is to feel safe and protected. And any relationship that I was in, that's what I was looking for. And I don't want to say they took advantage, right? Because everybody has their story, everybody has their journey. But there was a space where like that was taken to another level and it turned into control, right? Um, so yeah, like I had to, my dad is an ex-cop. I ended up calling him because he knows all the cop stuff, like how to get in and out safely, all of that. I called him and um, my godmom called him. He called my aunt, like all my family got involved at this point. And it felt weird because it's like now I'm now I'm planning in front of this person's face how to keep myself safe right while they're sitting in front of me, which was like a weird outer body thing. It felt it felt very distrusting. Like it felt like all those things that you would believe it would feel right when you're saying that you love this person that is sitting right in front of you. Um. Yeah, and then the cops came. They 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 did a wellness check. I put air quotes because I already knew what they were coming for. Right, and then that was the last time I ever saw that person in person again. And that was that will be two years, November seventh. Wow. So when they did yeah. the wellness check, did you leave with them or did they take him? They that um I left with them. Okay. So and. I was tr like the crazy thing about that too. I was trying to like play like everything was fine, right? Because I had told him that I didn't know that the police were coming. So like fear was just sitting all in my body at this mm -hmm. point. My nervous system was wrecked. Yep. Anything I had like, I want to say like healed air quotes again, right? Because we're never mm -hmm. fully healed. But anything that yoga has already like tapped into. It was like either it had left my my body or it was like, okay, now we have to take it up a notch, right? Mm -hmm. We need you to like fully understand that this is what your nervous system is doing when fear kicks in so that you know that you're not in a safe space, right? right. So it was like, I like we, but we were still like, we were going to the gym every morning. I was still practicing yoga every morning, right? But it, there was something still like just not, easy right like mm -hmm. not at ease for me um and i could feel it more within my body than i could understand in my surroundings but still was like no like we like we love him it will be fine yeah. like things will get better but yeah they came in and they took me they he wouldn't let me leave like mm. he didn't want them to take me he was like no that's my wife like she can't go mm -hmm. um and they told him, they were like, well, the fact that you're not letting her go makes it worse. And yep. yeah, so they, and like, I ended up going to pack like a small bag and leaving and sat in the hallway and just bawled my eyes out. So I was right. like, I don't understand how this happened. I don't understand how this keeps happening to me. Like all these different things. It's like all these cycles just started hitting all at mm -hmm. once. Now and it's like, like, why do I keep ending up in these situations? How do mm -hmm. I keep ending up in these situations? What am I doing wrong that keeps me in these same situations? Um, even the first time, like he hit me, I blamed myself, mm -hmm. right? It was like, dang, Ashley, like you could have done something different. You didn't mm -hmm. have to like, like think like, you know, I'm like beating myself up. And now I look back, I'm just like, girl, like you didn't do anything wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. That conversation could have went completely different, right? Yeah. You weren't disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like now right. I can look back and say like, Ashley, that version of, version of you, I love you because you knew what you knew with what you, what you had at that time, but mm -hmm. you did nothing wrong. You didn't mm -hmm. deserve any type of treatment that is less than who you actually are. So yeah, it was that was the smooth transition out of that. The they came wow. and did the wellness check. Yeah. Wow. So if there's a mom who is going through a similar scenario, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to her? Yeah, I would definitely um first of all, if your child is with you, um 
think about them, right? What does safety look like for them, right? And I think even first asking yourself, what does safety look and feel like for you? Because um, again, if we have unhealed childhood trauma, we end up looking for that, for those things that we missed out in our childhood in our partners, right? And then we don't find it the way that we need it. Um, so definitely first, like, ask yourself, am I actually safe, right? If you're, if you're able to have a moment of safety by yourself, come to a still place, put your hand on your heart space another one on your belly if you need additional grounding and fill into your body because your body is going to tell you we're not safe here, <clears throat> right? Your nervous system is going to feel fluttered. Your your breath is going to feel all over the place, right? You're not going to be able to center. Like that's mm -hmm. automatic, right? Your nervous system is going into fight flight. Like it's it's not regulated at all, right? So I would first like tune inward, right? And that sounds, it sounds crazy because like when we think about domestic violence, it's like, no, like we need answers now. Like how do we get right. them out the house, right? You can get them out the house, but that doesn't mean they're gonna learn how to tell that this next relationship is healthier than the last one, right? It could be healthier mm -hmm. than the last one. It still might be another version of DV, right? So really mm -hmm. come to yourself first and ask yourself, do I really feel safe here, right? Do I really feel valued here? Do I really feel like my opinion matters here? Do I really feel heard here, right? It comes back to our own selves and our own self-worth. Um, mm -hmm. And then ask yourself, how much do I actually love myself? And is this is this person reflecting that same self-love, right? Because that's the mirror also. When we think about marriage, we think about relationships, partnerships, like we're all mirroring each other. So there's a there was a there's a version of you that's showing up in this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that self-love look like? Um, I would definitely like any close friends or family, right? Talk to them and really be open with them, be transparent with them, be vulnerable about them, because as much as you share, that's that's the level of what they can help you with and guide right. you through. Um, and then start planning, right? What does a safe exit out of this situation look like? Right. Um, I did, I actually just did an interview with a therapist that works with DV women um, for my podcast for uh, October. And one of the things she said that she said her clients would say is um, she like, one of her clients would tell like their mother or grandmother, listen, if you see the porch light on, that means I need you to help me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So talk to your family and friends about like key signals like that. Right. Like mm -hmm. maybe it's if you see a red rope around the door, like something really small, a rubber band around the, the front door or on my car, right? That means I need help, right? It could be something so small because the goal is to not have like your safety plan mm -hmm. make you less safe, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, yeah, really connect, like connect with, with people, whether in the community, um, there's, um, the website, the hotline, www.thehotline.org that also do like a lot of safety planning and signs of abuse as well. So I think when, when people are ready to leave, that's when they start, you know, reaching out to family and friends and mm -hmm. resources and really try to see, okay, what do I need to do to get out of this? Yeah. Right. So I actually, when you talked about ready to leave, I saw something on social media or somewhere. It takes at least seven attempts for a woman um, to actually leave or anybody who's experiencing uh, mm -hmm. domestic violence. Do you believe that to be true? And how long did it take you to leave your situation? Absolutely. I think because we're we're we don't like we're loving from our level of self-love and loving from the last level of love that we were given right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
we like we love this person so it's like well i don't want to when you love somebody you love something you don't want to let them go and you just like fall into this pattern in this cycle and then there's a day where you have enough and then they're begging and pleading and you're like okay i love you there's another day you have enough begging like so yeah like i think there's 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 definitely a number of cycles that we have to go through to where we really get tired right Mm-hmm. where we really get into to this point where it's like i can't do this anymore Mm-hmm. my prayer and my hope is that it doesn't come to like anything fatal right because there's situations where that has happened right when you think about also kids being involved um but i think for me it Like the this the cycle was more like different name, different face, same pattern, right? And then it was like this last relationship was the icing on the cake to end that pattern and be like, you know what? Right. Something has to change. Like I can't keep doing this to myself. Like I can't keep allowing, you know, people to think that they can put their hands on me and that be okay. Um Or that they like tell me that they're 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 taking me to work and they're really like making sure I'm going to work and no one's talking to me and you know what I'm saying like all these other extra things that I thought was cute but it's like nah like I'm really trying to control you and when it's time to get paid like give me your wallet give me your card like we're doing we're doing what I want to do right so. Yeah, like it, it's it, it takes a minute. Unfortunately, it it takes a minute. Um, especially if you haven't seen what a healthy relationship looks like, right? Or you haven't really felt into what does loving myself look and feel like, right? What does it look like to really be so immersed in who I am and who God created me to be, and not really take on other people's identity. And be who other people want me to be, because then that's where that confusion can come in. And it's like, oh, well, I'll take anything, right? But they tell me they love me, so I'm good, right? This Yeah. is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to end on this question of like, how has your take on relationships been since your past relationships? Like, do you have a different perspective on how you approach relationships and even how you love yourself? <laughs> Whew. I'm cool being single for a while. <laughs> Um, it's funny cause somebody asked me the other day, like, what, what is it that I want in a partner? And sometimes I beat, I like not beat myself up. I get like, like, Ashley, really? Like that's the, that's the baseline. But like, I always say I need to feel protected. Right. And I had to like, take this journey to even come to a place where it's like, I'd like, that's more than a baseline. Like that's just automatic. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's really right now, like I'm in a space where I made a vow to myself the beginning of this year to where I just want to keep falling in love with myself Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still believe in marriage. Marriage is still a powerful, powerful uh, space to be under. There's something different that happens when when marriage, when two come together, right? There's there's a different level of purpose that happens. Um, so I still believe in marriage. It hasn't t
in this episode, we made sure our drink was personalized to to Ashley and what she enjoys. So a part of that conversation is us asking our guests, what do you like to drink? Mm -hmm. And Ashley responded with a simple Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. And that is our mama juice today. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's called At Peace um, because Ashley is working towards this life of peace, which it seems like you're 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 getting there or close to to being there mm -hmm. um and i that's something i'm striving for too i yeah. want to live a peaceful life yes absolutely um and just a nice chilled glass of pinot noir is what our drink is mm -hmm. and if you want to get fancy you can add berries to it mm -hmm. or mint y'all know i love a mint garnish <laughs> um and if you are a mama to be or you do not drink alcohol that's totally fine you can have a nice chilled glass of pure cranberry juice mm -hmm. and add your berries and garnish to that as well and it'll give you the same chilled feel of being at peace yeah and that is our mama juice today yeah. inspired by ashley yeah <laughs> so our next segment of the show if this is your first time listening we have a segment called mama's corner and this is our opportunity to connect with our guests further whether that's through reflection or asking a question that a listener may have written in um, so I do have a reflection question for you, Ashley. Mm -hmm. And um, because we did talk about some heavy, deep stuff, right? So I do want to end on a lighter note. And um, we always like to have a takeaway for our moms. And you're an expert in yoga. So mm -hmm. as moms, we could feel fatigued. We could feel tired. We could feel stressed the hell out. And so what are some simple poses that moms can do to kind of release that energy they're feeling? So there's actually one that you can do with your kids. Okay. They okay. It. It's, it's called joy breath. Okay. Um, so you take a nice big inhale, bring your hands up over your head. You exhale and you go, whew, like come all the way forward. Okay. You come back up, bring your hands up over your head and then bring them out over like towards the side and go, whew, mm -hmm. again. And then you come back up and then you come back to like a centered space. So it's it's meant to go like fast. Yeah. Right. But kids love it because they get to move. Um, another one to like release energy and gain some energy. Sometimes I just um, like find your feet flat on the flat on the ground. Bring your hands out towards your side. This is called mountain pose. And then. Bring your gaze down your nose or completely close your eyes and just sway your top body right from the hips up from side to side, right? And sometimes just that simple movement allows you to like come back into your body, right? Allows you to like release a little bit. You'll start to feel your shoulders come down. You'll start to feel like a little bit more relaxation. Kids do it too. Um, and then some uh one more other pose is balasana which is child's pose okay. you come down into like a table posture onto the floor bring your big toes together and then walk your knees out as far as you can to like opposite ends and bring your tailbone down towards your uh your heels and then walk your hands out as far out as you can and bring your forehead down onto the mat you take a nice big inhale and just right mm -hmm. just let it out it opens up a lot of um the spine it opens up the back it opens up the lower back it opens up the hips it opens up the heart space it's a nice full body opener like every time you take an exhale you'll feel yourself kind of come down a little bit more into that posture so yeah it's doing all that tonight yes <laughs> i love it <laughs> doing it all tonight i need to be open yeah. <laughs> opened up I do. with you yeah right fun. yeah i mean you probably don't want them to but <laughs> i love I that thank stress. you thank you for that so ashley if people want to learn more about you connect with you by your books like where mm -hmm. can they find you so uh married to trauma is currently um on amazon and it's on pre-order at barnesandnobles.com there's also a kindle version that is available 
Um, excuse me while I look up my IG because I, I never Girl, named. we have so many moms on here who do not remember their IGs. And it's hilarious because we say this every time. Oh, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, like, they're oh, like, what's my what's so we can always trying to like sneak and open it no it's fine you can always we can get it from you later and we'll put it in the description box no biggie like that is a recurring thing like it's so hilarious and honestly if we didn't do what we did i probably wouldn't remember ours either so yeah yeah that's hilarious is the black creative yogini um I don't, I do a horrible job with like sharing tips and tricks, but mm -hmm. I'm like, there's a, my link trees in there. I'm currently mm -hmm. offering uh one-on-one spaces, um, release and rise one-on-one yoga spaces where we like dive deep into healing, getting into the body, all of that. And just having like conversation around what you want to release, what, like where you want to go, all of that. So mm -hmm. the book is on there. I'm doing wellness, um, uh, professional development workshops. So those consultations are open. Um, the podcast, Voices of the Body, I do meditation and breath work in the beginning of every episode. So you can definitely tap in there if you just want to start there, um, which I highly recommend. So yeah. Okay. Love it. All will be in the description box. Yes, we love the work that you're doing. Keep it up. Um, you know, trauma does not define you and you are definitely a living testament of that. So just keep living out loud because you are motivating so many. Thank mm -hmm. you. So, Thank you so much, ladies. Yes, Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, you for your time. She's a whole like seven hours ahead <laughs> of us and still eight hours. <laughs> it made time for little old us. It's so. 11 hours, friend. Oh, it's 11, 11 hours. Ahead See, of us. I'm, I'm getting all everything. We said we're moving up. <laughs> Okay, 11 hours of So, yeah, it's just, she made time for us. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? <laughs> Whether it's 5, 3, 11, she, she made time for us out of and her we day. Thank you so, for we that, thank Ashley. you. We appreciate you. And we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Keep thriving. I love the podcast. Like, moms need a safe space. So, thank you for mm -hmm. this, this space that you've curated. Absolutely. Well, yeah. we'll have you back for sure. Maybe a live class yeah, or something when you get back to the state. Yeah, we have to. About it. Yes, so we have to get something together. We'll talk about it though. Yeah, definitely. Jack could be anywhere on your Thursday nights, and you are kicking it with us at the Real Mama Pod. Yes. So, friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at the Real Mama Pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay. And I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at devgrace underscore. Mm -hmm. um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch, yes. we're wearing our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have rich auntie merch. So check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www dot the real mama pod <laughs> dot com uh, yes and if you are listening to us of course we need your reviews rate subscribe yes. review us we're on all major platforms yes. and youtube please make sure you leave your review yes we've been working hard on our videos as you if you started with us from day one <laughs> you see it's just getting better with time so continue to be patient with us and we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at therealmamapod.com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next time. time. Bye. Bye.